Hello, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the latest episode of the show. My name is Benjamin Brain. I'll be your host for the next 60 minutes or so. And this is The Truth About Business. So this episode marks the first in a series of interviews with real-life business champions, and it's my mission to share their experience, failures, triumphs, habits, and tactics of those who have really been there, done that, and have the scars to prove it, so that you, the audience, can fast-track your own business success. Now, this isn't business theory. This is real-life business from those entrepreneurs who are out there right now, those men and women in the trenches making it happen. And I couldn't have picked a better guest for our first episode. I've been really excited to get this one uploaded. The next 60 minutes plus are absolutely jam-packed with business experience, wisdom, and also a few home truths that might be hard to hear, but is the reality of being a business owner. And that's what this series is all about, hearing how it really is from those who are living it right now. So I'm delighted to bring to you a fantastic interview with Mr. Mark Avril. After having started out in the automotive industry with the likes of Toyota and BMW, Mark has an amazing real life story of what can happen when you follow your dreams and you give it everything you've got. From being employed to a self-employed photographer to co-founding Avid Media, a Derby-based media powerhouse that is literally taking the industry by storm. This is one you are not going to want to miss. So here you'll discover the huge power of regular networking and how to do it effectively. You'll hear about the sacrifices Mark has had to make to build his media empire because it hasn't been easy and also what it really takes to be successful as your own boss because let's face it, it's just not for everyone. And there's so much more. This really was a great interview. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is the Truth About Business interview, my first interview with Mr. Mark Avril of Avid Media. Mark, welcome to The Truth About Business. Thank you for taking some time to share your experiences with us today. So we know that as of now, you're the managing director of a thriving media powerhouse, but I want to go back to the early days. So thinking back to your childhood days, can you think of any examples or instances where you showed any sort of entrepreneurial flair or there were signs that you would become the Mark Averill business owner of today? Um I think I've always been a, I don't like this expression, but I've always been a bit of a Dell boy. So when I was younger, I always liked to kind of buy, buy stuff yeah, and sell uh, sell stuff. So I'd buy, you know, when Nokias were all the rage, I'd buy like the latest Nokia mobile phone and you almost kind of modify it, you know, put the covers on it and the flashing aerials and stuff and sell them on for more. So yeah. probably back then I noticed, I've always, I've always liked buying and selling. So I've always kind of, uh, I'm always on eBay. I'm always looking for bargains. So I suppose that I don't know if you can if you can um, if you can if you can express that as an entrepreneurial trait. I don't know, but yeah, I've always kind of done. I've always I've always been interested in in business and um, I've just kind of been a bit of a, a bit of a Dell boy buying and selling bits of when I was younger. So yeah, okay, where it started. all right. 
Always been a wheeler dealer. A wheeler dealer, that's the one. <laughs> so from your younger days then, did you always have a desire to be a business owner? Was that something that you were conscious of? Not when I was younger, I don't think. No. Um, when I was younger, I just wanted to do something when I had a job that I enjoyed, which is mm. why I went, why I first started off in the motor industry, which is almost kind of took full loot now. Um, so no, I didn't, I didn't express any interest in setting up my own business when I was younger. Um, I didn't really think about it, to be honest with you. Um, but I was always on the side kind of, you know, buying and buying and selling bits and bobs. So yeah, maybe it's always been in the background, but never really come to fruition probably until my late, late twenties really. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of developed over, over, over the last probably five, 10 years really. Yeah. So, so you've made the transition from going from being employed yeah. to being self-employed and employing other people. Yeah. Was there a, um, a trigger moment that you remember where you just thought, right, I want to be my own boss now. I want to be the sort of master of my own destiny. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, when um, and he won't mind me saying this, but I was in a job um, at BMW, and um, I remember being only being there for eleven months. I was with Toyota for eight years. I had a really good stint there with Inchicape Toyota, and I got on really well there and worked my way up the the, the ladder. And then I jumped out of there and, and kind of got um, headhunted by BMW. And um, I was only there for eleven months. And I didn't enjoy the pace of it. I just thought I can't. This doesn't fit with me. Didn't didn't. It's when I first started started a family, and um, I always remember Hannah Minosa now. I always remember Chris Astor coming up to me when I left. He says, "You're a great guy, but you just need to be your own boss. You don't like being told what to do." <laughs> yeah. And and that kind of stuck with me. And obviously, I didn't. I, you know, I didn't go out and be my own boss straight after that. I, you know, I went on to other other jobs after that. But it, it always stuck with me. He said, "You know," and I do like being. I can be told what. You know, I know. I will be told what to do. I'm not. You know, I'm not kind of a a diva or anything like that yeah but it kind of stuck with me that he said you know and um i don't know if he actually knows that but yeah he's it, it kind of he said that and i thought yeah he's right you know because it was very fast paced there and i just thought i don't like the pace of this i'd love to work at my own pace yeah um and the motor trade at that time wasn't wasn't a right fit for me yeah okay so you spent the the first the early years of your career in the automotive industry, yeah. you'd said earlier that you believe that whether you were employed or self-employed, you wanted to do something that you enjoyed. Uh-huh. So clearly, I'm gathering cars is a yeah. passion of yours. Yeah, I mean, I, when I was at BMW, so I, I don't know how many years ago that was now, that's got to be cracking on for, I don't know, you might tell me. 2010, might, according 2010. to LinkedIn. Yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> so that's near, you know, knocking on 10 years. 10 years ago wow that's that's quite scary thinking about that so i had a hobby in photography then yeah so that's when my hobby kind of first started out really because that's when olivia was born yeah um and i've always had a hobby in cars cars is my thing um you know anybody who knows me knows cars is is, is a big is a big thing for me um even though it drives my other half insane because you know, <laughs> i spend lots of money on cars but um it's yeah it was I don't know if it was back then I thought, you know, what if I could roll these two hobbies into one? Yeah. Um, which I did. So I used to go to car shows and photograph car shows and stuff. And then that's what, I, I mean, it come later on down the line, you know, God, imagine turning this into a job. Yeah. You know, living the dream. You, you hear the expression, the expression, living the dream, imagine doing this. Yeah. And that's when I, I kind of 
started to get the wheels in motion a bit then. Yeah. In up in my skill level that at that time, you know, wasn't I wasn't a great photographer at that time. So it was it was then concentrating on on up in the skill level then. Skill yeah. Level then. So so that's the amazing thing for me having sort of seen your career, how it's grown, particularly over the last sort of two or three years, because on one side of the on the guru world, you know, the authors and and the business speakers, yeah. you'll have the people that say just go out there, follow your heart, follow your passion. Yeah. And if that truly is your passion, don't yeah. worry about making money because yeah. you'll find a way to make money from it. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have people say, no, you need to focus on something that's going to generate income. Yeah. But for you, you've obviously gone down that route of following your dream and following your passion yeah. and being able to build a career off the back of it and like you say, live the dream. Yeah. So for anybody that might be at the initial stages now of starting a business and they, they really want to build it around the passion, Yeah. What what would you say to somebody if they were sat here now? Would you advise doing it? Yeah, definitely. I think you've you've got to be a hundred and ten percent committed, though. Yeah. Um, I I knew I wanted to be a photographer, a full time photographer, um, and I knew, you know, that that the path I wanted to go down. But I just kept. You have to drive for it. You really have to drive for it. You have to be. You have to. I'm really. Um. You know, I will stay up till you know, one, two in the morning sometimes learning new techniques or learning new equipment to stay one step ahead of the game. Mm. Um, and I think you've got to, you know, a lot of, I was lucky when I left the conference centre, you know, I had four years at the conference centre, I had a really good phone book. So everybody knew who I was in Derby just mm. as a business person. So I think my advice really for anyone who, who was just starting out it's it's tough. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, you know, as as you'll know, that it's running your own business is probably the one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Yeah. Because you don't switch off. Yeah. But I think you've got to, I think, gain that phone book first, gain yeah. that network. Yeah. And then if people love and support you, which what well, a lot of people you know have certainly done for me in the city at least, um, the rest should follow. If you if you're good at what you do. Yeah. And if you're crap at what you do, no one was gonna want you or buy your services yeah so you've got to be good at what you do yeah but then you've also got to have that phone book out you know I, I'm, I'm a big believer in probably getting getting your name out there first gaining that phone book yeah um and then if it's a passion you want to set up your own business and whatever you want to do yeah then go for it if people want to support you they will support you if you're good at what you do yeah that's how it's worked for me really amazing amazing great advice and, and that's the reason that we're doing this podcast the truth about business because very rarely do you hear people say this is tough it's it's going to be hard like yeah. there's no two ways about it so to hear it yeah actually coming from people who have been there and it done that hard. i think is going to resonate with people quite strongly you it's, know just i think people have this perception when you run your own business that like you're your own boss you can do what you want when you want and yeah you can to an extent i mean not anymore with how busy we are now you know when you first start out you have got a lot of freedom you can do what you want when you want you know if you want to go and drop the kids off on a monday morning and go and work from a cafe for an hour you can do yeah there's times that we still can do that at the minute but it's it's not it's not all um plain sailing it's not all you know roses and, and flowers and oh you know be your own boss you see a lot of you know women in business with the inspirational boss babe stuff and it's really inspiring but i think the message that a lot of business owners need to put out that this isn't an easy gig yeah you know there's late nights there's early mornings there's money money worries sometimes yeah um you don't get paid yeah there's loads of crap that goes with business yeah that needs to be spoken about and that can have an effect on mental health it can have an effect on 
your family. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that's got to be spoken about a lot more because I think, you know, it, it is always put out there, especially in these books, you know, do this, do that, and it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. You're going to live on an island. Yeah. It, it ain't like that. Yeah. I think anyone who's, you know, from, you know, from my stage in business to your Mel Morris's in business, yeah, will tell exactly the same story. Yeah, um, and I think that needs to be spoken about a lot more than than what it what it is at the, at the moment. So. Yeah, awesome. No, thank you for pointing it out there. It's it's good to hear the real honest truth about it, not sugarcoating it today. No, no. Right. So then, going back to a couple of bits that you mentioned earlier, when you started, you said that it was all about. The phone book. So obviously you've been quite big on the networking scene in Derby. Just tell us a little bit about that, a bit about the Derby Networking Club. Yeah. Um, networking, I remember when I first started at the Derby Conference Centre, I remember Esther, who was the sales manager there at the time, whose job I took was, was taken over and took over. Um, she um, she said to me, you know, we're, we're going to go out networking this week. And I didn't even didn't even know what it was. <laughs> I said, uh, networking, what, what's that? I, I, as daft as it sounds, I thought she meant something to do with IT, as in networking, like yeah, network okay. cables. And I, I had no clue. So we're going to go out networking. And I remember, because obviously I've been in the motor trade for, you know, 10 years. I just sat behind a desk and I was on the receiving line all the time. So in the motor trade, you react. Mm. All you're doing is reacting. You're not going out seeking. And um, I remember going out to this networking event I said what do we do she says oh we, you know we just um, meet people you have a coffee uh, sometimes you go to breakfast events or lunchtime event or evening events and they just get to know people and get to know their businesses get to know what they're about and that's it really I was like oh right that sounds pretty cool and I kind of got good at networking um, just literally network the hell out of the city in Nottingham um, through the likes of um, you know Chamber of Commerce and Marketing Derby and just went to every event I could do. I was literally like a networking tart. I would go to everything. <laughs> but you do get your name out there, and people will know straight away who you are and what you're doing. And they, they you know, oh, I need a conference room or I need a meeting space. They'd come straight to me yeah. because they know who I am. And they're the first person that comes to the top of their mind because I was always present at every event. Yeah. So when I was at the conference center, I decided to, to set up our own networking groups. I thought, oh, this is easy. I'll, I'll set up my own. And it wasn't easy. It was a, t- it was a tough gig. But we'd, I'd been to a lot of networking groups um, previous that I'd, I kind of didn't like the way they were ran. Um, and I'm not going to you know, say names or anything, but they were very stuffy and regimented. And I wanted to create something that was very different. Um, so I created the Derby Networking Club whilst I was working at the Derby Conference Center. Yeah. Um, and it was a you know Monday morning thing we had going on, and then took that with me. You know when I left there, I said you know I said to Mike, you know what are you doing with it? He says well, we're not going to do anything, really do anything with it now because it's always been yours. People associate you with it. Yeah. I don't think it'd have the legs, anyone else running it. So just take it. So I you know myself and Laura Etheridge, who's always helped me with it from day one, um, took it and carried on with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we the last year you know. In, is in this year 2019 we haven't done anything with it because Laura's been busy with her position within East Midlands Trains I've been um, you know growing out of it so we've parked it yeah. but it's still there it's been re- in the background we've rebranded it we've had a new website and we want to relaunch it Okay. Uh, but I want to do something different because obviously there's lots of networking um, meetings out there but I yeah. just want to do more of a my idea is to do a bit more of a social networking thing yeah and to, and to concentrate on business owners, yeah, as a bit of a get out, a bit of a, an escape, yeah. Because what we tend to do as business owners are always wrapped up 
in the day-to-day all the time and I want it to be a an event that people can go to that it doesn't feel like a networking event you just go for a beer or we can just go bowling and just have a bit of a laugh and a giggle yeah and kind of down tools let off some steam let off them some steam go for a bike ride or whatever and then network you know you're networking anyway you naturally network you're, yeah you know it happens organically so that's what we'll probably do with it probably um start next year now okay so is there any type of business in particular that you're hoping will for anybody that's listening now that's thinking yeah i'd like to be a part of that anyone anyone i think you know if you want again if you want to kind of start networking and just down tools you know um and just go and meet like-minded people who are business owners i'd probably say business owners yeah i think that's what we're going to target more because we're the ones that get it in the neck a bit more we're the ones that are probably under the cosh a bit more so yeah, business owners just want to down tools, network, have a bit of a laugh, have a bit of a giggle, and see where it goes from there. Really, okay. Uh, but it's always been a very relaxed networking group, not yeah. for profit. Yeah, we never make it, never made any money off it. It's just, it's a, and we've got a lot, we've got a lot of business on the back of it. We get business now still from it, just yeah. from um, seeds we've sown many years ago through it. So okay, it's always worked. And so, if people who are listening now are interested in that. Are you happy for them to get in touch with you and you yeah, can keep them posted? Yeah. So for anybody that is listening, if you go to the blog, www.benjaminbrain.co.uk and look at the show notes, all Mark's contact details will be in there. So you can ping him an email if you're interested and, and get on that networking club when yeah. it's, it's back on the yeah, open. So I think a thing about networking is it's of, it's, you know, it's, it's quite a buzzword in the business industry, yeah. but I think what puts a lot of people off giving it a go is that they're not really sure how it works, what yeah. you're supposed to do. So I'm probably going to put you on the spot a yeah. little bit here, but you're a pro, so I'm sure I'm sure you'll work it. But if you were to give three tips to a, a newbie networker, somebody who was perhaps coming along to your club for the first yeah. time, for to help them feel comfortable but also get something out of it, what would you say? Uh, there's, there's three uh, it's three top tips from me. Um, one is to be consistent. Yeah. Don't just don't just roll up at an event and then never go again. Yeah. Because you won't get remembered. Yeah, you've got to keep on going and keep on going and keep on. I mean, I remember, I always remember. I used to have to walk through the kitchen at the Derby Conference Centre to go to a networking club, and I used to have my suit on and my shirt and tie. And then they'd be like, "Oh, you're off out again, mate. Are you off out? You know?" I said, "I'm out networking. Oh, it's all right for some, <laughs> but it's because you know I was always out every event, and yeah, I'd, I probably would do one a day, but you've got to be consistent. So that's my probably number one is be consistent." Don't just think you're going to go to one, two networking events and then you're going to get loads of business. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. You've got to put Unless you've got in. someone in the room in there that actually needs your service at that certain point in time, which never very rarely happens. Yeah. Then, yeah, you might win a bit of business. But, no, you've got to be consistent. Keep going and going and going until people know who you are. Yeah. You know, so people um, connecting with you all the time. And follow that up as well, you know. Follow, follow that up on LinkedIn as well. Okay. Um, second tip really is to not go to a networking event and sell yeah. you still see it now yeah people will go to an event with a handful of business cards and they're just literally working the room with the business cards yeah hi i'm such a, such a, such a, such a jump a card and yeah. it's like no don't do it <laughs> you're there to make relationships you're not there to sell people think you're going to a networking event to sell and that's yeah. probably why they put themselves under pressure yeah because like, oh you know i'm going to a networking event today i, I bet I, I must win some business yeah it doesn't happen like that yeah you know, you won't go to a networking event and just instantly win business. If you do, you, you're bloody good, or or people need what you need. Yeah, you know, they need what you've got. What you've got, straight yeah. Away. So, never go to sell. Never ever go to sell. Just go to build relationships. 
And, you know, don't be that person just literally there with a stack full of business cards, just chucking them out willy-nilly. Yeah. You will annoy people. Yeah. Don't do it. I've never done it. Just go just go and make friends. Yeah. That's what it's about. Go and make friends. Go and make new contacts. And, you know, be friendly and polite. And and then the third, third tip really is to follow it up. So, you know, if you have exchanged business cards with somebody, yeah. just drop them an email saying, you know, great to meet you, um, you know, be, be good to you know maybe follow up with a one-to-one have a coffee get to know a bit more about their business yeah and follow it up on linkedin yeah you know um once you've connected with someone personally it's great to connect with them on linkedin yeah add them on linkedin you can then export all your linkedin contacts to a spreadsheet so you've got a phone book developing yeah after you know networking then so yeah, never go to sell. That's my biggest tip. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are afraid of networking. Yeah, so I think if you know people are listening now, thinking, "Oh yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go to an event full of strangers." Yeah, you will. You'll yeah. go there because there's always going to be people like me and like um, you should my saying this. You, you know, your Lindsay's from Marketing Derby. Yeah, who will always be there and always will say hello to you. Yeah, and will always make you feel welcome. Yeah. So you know, and try events like that put you in that situation you know you go to some events where the you have to stand up yeah you know like you're being eyes of the world you have to stand up and do 30 seconds yeah i mean yeah don't get me wrong you know the first time you do it and I hope you don't mind me swearing you do shit yourself because you're <laughs> like what do i say i yeah. know so much about my own business and yeah. what i do but i've got to stand up in front of all these strangers and tell them what i do yeah i still i would i still get shaky and stuff like that now but yeah i do it but you Throw yourself into them situations, you know, go to go to be an eye event and stand up in front of thirty people yeah. for sixty seconds because that is deep end. Yeah. Chuck yourself in and the rest is easy really. Just yeah. go and make friends, build relationships and um get to know people. Yeah. And they'll remember you. If you you know, if you if you're just yourself, warm, friendly and normal, yeah. And not salesy, yeah. they'll remember you. Yeah. And it it's not rocket science. I think people do think networking's a you know, it is it can be. It's scary because it's you're speaking to strangers, but just be yourself. Yeah, that's the only thing I can say. Be yourself. And awesome. Just don't go to sell. Yeah. Okay. I think there are there are certain personalities who will thrive on their first networking event, but yeah. for most of us, we all feel the same way. Everybody gets nervous. Everybody's worried about meeting new people before they go to an event. But mm-hmm. it's how you deal with those nerves that makes the difference. And I think you're absolutely yeah. right. You've just got to chuck yourself into it yeah. and sink or swim because that is a lot of what business is about, pushing yourself outside your exactly. comfort zone and yeah. just, just doing it. It's um, If you're not, I don't know where it's come from. I, I picked it up years ago. If you are not, if you feel comfortable, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Yeah. I don't know where, I don't know if it is a saying or, and it's very, very true. I'm, I'm always not comfortable. Yeah. If I'm comfortable, I know that we're, we're sailing along too easily. Yeah. So you need to just keep on pushing and feel uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. Because that's when you get the results. And again, networking is a big part of that. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're not feeling comfortable, that's good. That's a good thing. Mm. You're pushing yourself outside your ordinary. That's yeah. the only way you're going to move forward. Amazing. Great advice. So, so one last question on the networking front, and obviously we're going to talk a bit more about Avit later on, but you are you guys are crazy busy right now you're working with some amazing clients you're literally 24 7 got so much business it's, it's coming out of your ears for somebody who is in that position whether you are starting a business right now or, or you're already involved in the business and it's going well you you would you recommend making that time to get out there and get the networking done yeah definitely yeah put put in the graft now yeah 
So if you are in a full-time job and you're thinking, I don't want to do this full-time job, you see it a lot, don't you, on Facebook? Oh, it's Monday, another week, and then people are wishing their lives away. Mm. You know, it's like, whoa, 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 why are you doing it? Well, I did. Mm. You know, you do. You when, you when I was in a, I suppose, in a job that I didn't enjoy, you, you are wishing you, you, your week away. Yeah. You just want it to be the weekend. Yeah. So if you are kind of in a full-time job and you, you feel like that and you're thinking, yeah, I want to pursue my own career, yeah. doing whatever, start networking now. You know, there's yeah. loads of evening events. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to put some extra graft in yeah. or get up early at 7 o'clock and go to an event yeah. before work and then do your shift at work. Yeah. Put tools down and then maybe go to another event in the evening. Yeah. Do it, yeah. you know, because that's the only way you're going to find out, you know, rather than just chucking... The towel and straight away and um and and do it you know and doing it why don't you just experiment with it first and and um go and try some networking events see if running your own business or the feeling of running your own business fits with you yeah then go for it yeah um, but you're just gonna have to put the extra graft in which is what you're gonna have to get used to anyway as a business owner yeah not a nine to five yeah find out early on whether it's right for you and yeah. it's not right for everybody no, and it doesn't no. mean you're a, a bad person no. but you know find out early on before you've invested committed yeah. and exactly resourced up yeah. um, before you decide oh actually this isn't for this me this isn't for me yeah um, and then you're not committed then so yeah that's probably you know good advice to go and experiment with it first yeah or um, you know, as as what I did, kind of grow a business in in the background. Yeah. Um, and then fly with it if it feels it's sitting right. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably my advice on that. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Some real good stuff there. So going back to your transition from employed to self-employed, the first business from my research where you were your own boss was Avril Photography. Mm-hmm. How did that transition go? Was it, you've already said you were building the back business in the background through your networking. Yeah. Was there a just a day where you just quit and started on your own or how did that gradual transition come about? Yeah, so back in BMW BMW days, going into from, from BMW to the Derby Conference Centre, I was doing photography um, as a hobby mm-hmm. um, and it, I just found it was something that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. And um, I just kept getting better and better at it to a point where I was doing, you know, weddings on the side. So I'd have people who were probably close to me, family and friends. Saying, yeah. Oh, you know, do you want to shoot this? Do you want to shoot this? And so I was chucking myself in at the deep end yeah. with that because you can't mess up someone's wedding. Yeah. So, you you know, I was working part time, um, photographing events, photographing cars, photographing um weddings all sorts of bits and bobs products and just kept growing it slowly in the background yeah when i was at the conference center as well i was also allowed to do the photography for the center okay so that allowed me to get a a sneak peek into commercial photography and how that was delivered and how it was done um and that kind of again grew steadily and i couldn't do much commercial photography whilst i was at the conference center because i was busy you know in the role there yeah busy networking yeah so um it it kind of grew and grew as a part-time as a part-time hobby um, yeah something that i self-taught and just kept I'd, you know I, I'd, I never stopped so i'd never stopped learning yeah because in our industry it's a very competitive industry and you have to be at the top of your game all yeah. the time you have to learn new techniques you have to get used to new equipment be quicker be smarter um so 
you know, I was always learning in the background, you know, yeah. staying up till early hours and morning watching YouTube yeah. videos, tutorials. I've never never been to any courses or anything like that. So I just kind of developed it, developed it, developed it in the background. Yeah. And then uh, when I left the conference centre, I was working for a relocations company for um, a year and still developing it in the background. And it got to a point, you know, after a year of working in there and developing the part-time photography, yeah, that um, I didn't... I didn't feel that being employed was fitting with me anymore. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I wasn't enjoying it. And the photography kept getting busier and busier. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was, and everyone's probably been on them crossroads. You get to them crossroads and it's like, right, what do I do? Yeah. And I just, I think it, if it wasn't for so much encouragement of people around me. Yeah. And people in business. Yeah. I, I, I did, I did go out and to business owners who I knew from networking. Yeah. And just asking their opinion, you know, do you think I could do this? And everyone said, yeah, you need, you need to do it. I don't know why you're not doing it. Wow. You're good at what you do. The stuff you're churning out is better than what some of the full-time photographers that are out there at the minute are churning out. So yeah. why not? You've got a phone book, do it. And that's what I did. Um, it was a tough decision because my Jenny was working part-time at yeah. the time. You had your uh, daughter. Yeah, we had Olivia. And then, you know, George, George had just just come along actually just as we kind of started out as well so yeah. obviously you have the pressure of a mortgage to yeah. your kids uh you know all your bills to pay yeah and it's like you know this has got to work yeah and i think by feeling uncomfortable again yeah and not knowing what's going to happen yeah you've got to go get out of bed and push yourself yeah and do it so and i think for those people who are waiting for the right moment to do it the circumstances that you've just talked about there yeah most people would thought no i'm not going to do it now yeah. but it just goes there's never a right time there's in, never in a fact, right time the yeah. fact that you had to make it work because yeah. of those circumstances probably worked in your favor in the end because you had no other choice put to make exactly. it work exactly i think if you're good at what you do you have to believe you're good at what you do so when i first started out i'd have a lot of people say oh you know your stuff's amazing i'd be like yeah it's all right yeah it's all right and then i think um after i did sean barker's testimonial at Derby County because he you know he asked me to do that that was a big I think a big turning point for me I'll tell I always tell everyone this story because he personally asked me to photograph his testimonial now bear in mind I'd kind of grown up with Derby County and watched Sean as a captain at Derby County yeah and thought um you know you know for him to ask me I must be all right yeah. And so how did that come about? Did he know you personally already or met Sean at a networking event. Oh, wow. There so you go. Yeah, so we I went to a I don't know, I think it was like a marketing derby lunch at Pride Park Stadium. And I remember I was sat on the table with him and I was like, God, that's Sean Barker. I was a bit starstruck. I never really get starstruck. But I sat next to him, but he's such a humble, nice guy. Yeah. He's uh he's not what you would expect a footballer to be. Mm. And I just got chatting with him chatting about the whole story of what I've done, what I did, told him about my hobby. And he said, oh, you, you're a photographer as well. And he's quite interested in arts and stuff. And I showed him a few images. He's like, wow. He says, wow. You've taken these? I said, yeah. He says, right. He said, I've got a testimonial coming up. We've got all the Derby County legends going to be there. You know, your Stimax, your Gabbiadini's, your stories, you know, all the old Derby County legends are having a testimonial game. And I want you to be my personal photographer. Are you up for it? And I was like, it was one of them Richard Branson moments where you know where you say yes and then worry about how to do it after. Yeah. That is exactly that. And that was a turning point for me because I thought if he's asking me and if he likes my stuff, I must be all right. Yeah. And I think that was, that was the point where I believed in myself. Yeah. 
where I'm like, yeah, I am good at what I do. Yeah. And I'm going to keep sticking at it. And I think, I think before you go out and set up on your own, yeah, you have to have that belief. Yeah. If you're one of these people that think, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right at what I do. I think, I think I'll be okay. Don't do it yet. Yeah. You have to, you know, 110% believe that you're good at what you do. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, you won't have that drive. Yeah. Um, and it's, there's no arrogance with that or anything like that or overconfidence. I just think you have to, you, you have to have that inside you. Yeah. Um, and that that was a big turning point for me. Yeah. Um, that game because I'd never photographed a football game. Um, you know, I remember that week before I was um, studying shutter speeds to freeze ball action, um, borrowing kit off other photographer friends because I didn't have the kit at the time yeah um, asking a local camera shop to borrow zoom lenses because I couldn't get close to the action with the kit I had yeah so I had to pull a lot of favours yeah I had to learn quickly uh, but I did it and that was one of the best things I ever did that was you know that was one of those moments where you do say yes and then worry about how to do it after I was absolutely bricking it yeah no one probably <laughs> knew because I'm that type of person where I don't give off that I'm um, you know frightened or scared at something yeah but that evening especially being surrounded by a lot of derby county legends which i'd grown up watching as a kid yeah you know stood in the changing rooms thinking what the hell yeah this is now this is living a dream and that gave me a taste of god imagine doing this full time yeah this would be amazing and yeah. that's because i had that taste yeah i thought that this is it this is what i want to do yeah this is where i want to be and that's what that's what gave me that little kind of right this is what I want to do. Yeah. And that, once I got the the bit between my teeth after that game, yeah, nothing was going to stop me. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm 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 saying with this now, and I'm going to do it. Yeah, and that's about, you know, and I kept pursuing what I wanted to do. That, that that's an, that is an amazing story, and I suppose what everybody will be wanting to know is how did the shoot turn out? Shoot turned out fantastic. Yeah, it was amazing. I think it was just. Um, you know, because I was his, his personal photographer, I could I was access all areas. I could kind of really get into the nitty gritty of um, him preparing for the game. So obviously, you know, it was the first game he played since he smashed his knee up against Forest. Right. So he was out with a massive injury for years. So I got to follow that story of it was quite emotional for him because he was it was his last I suppose it wasn't his last game but his last game for Derby, and the first game from being out from a very very bad injury for a long time. So I got to follow it up close and personal and I think um, you know when yeah after the game I delivered the images and he updated his his uh, Twitter I think he's still got it as his Twitter profile picture or his Twitter header picture oh really yeah as, as him carrying his two girls off the pitch yeah and then um, I got some prints done and, and he signed one for me and I've got it on the stairs in, in my house and it just says two mark uh, amazing night amazing photos um, many thanks Sean Barker that sits on the top of my stairs next to a signed Derby shirt, and it's things like that where you think you do pinch yourself. Even though, yeah, you know, I'm not saying it's like one of you know the biggest job I've ever had, but it, it's just for me, it was a really perfect, really big personal achievement uh, yeah. to work with someone like Sean, uh, who was very humble, and um, who are to to this day now so very thankful of um, of what he's done for me and the opportunities he's, he's given me. So yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it turned out really well, really well. Yeah, so that was a real pinch yourself moment. And again, I think, I think where people sometimes get the the wrong impression is that you put yourself in that position for that pinch yourself moment. It yeah. wasn't 
look, you hadn't waited for the universe to deliver yeah. a moment of truth. You'd been out there hustling, you got out there, you made it happen. And like you said, when the opportunity presented itself, you said yes and then figured out how yeah. to make it happen later on. And you know, that's there's a lot of a lot of hard work that has gone into just getting to the point of realising, right, yeah, this is most yeah. definitely for me. If it you, wasn't it, by accident. It wasn't no. And I think you've got you have got to put yourself in them scary situations. Yeah. Um, you know, that night I you know Still to this day, I knew I wasn't ready for that night. Um, but it is one of those moments, I suppose, where your manager will get you off the sub bench and say, you know, just go out there and go and do it. Sink or swim. Sink or swim, and that's what it. That's what it was. And sometimes I'm not going to say you swim every time you don't. Yeah. You know, there's been, there's been stuff where you know I photographed and then looked back at it and thought I could have done that better. I could have done it differently. So you know, not every gig goes as well as that. Yeah. You know, it's it. It was just one of them gigs that. I threw myself in. That was, you know, that was really thankful for the opportunity. Didn't know if it was going to be good or bad. Yeah. Um, luckily, I'd done enough research and had enough support around me in terms of equipment and people lending me equipment. I took a, you know, a, a friend of mine, Chris West, who, who um, had loads of equipment and I sort of took him along with me. I said, you know, you can't just give me the equipment. Come along with me. Come and shoot with me. And yeah. You know, and it was um, I was really thankful of them types of people around me at the time who helped me yeah. make that moment what it was. So um, that was yeah, it was really a big turning point for me. Yeah, yeah big great story. story, great story. So going back to day one of then of Mark Avril being his own boss, can you remember that day? How it felt getting up in the morning? How the day went? No, do you know what I don't? Wow, no, okay. I don't, well. I was working from home a lot, so I worked from home for the first probably six months to a year. Yeah. So I had a little desk. I remember going to Ikea and buying a tiny little desk. Yeah. Our house isn't big. Um, and just bought a little desk to sit in the hallway. Um, and then just started to invest in a bit of equipment because you can't be a good photographer on, on rubbish equipment. You have got to constantly invest all the time Yeah. in the latest technology. And... Um, yeah, I just remember. I don't know. I could, it's quite vague that I can't. I don't. I think because it's been such a whirlwind. Yeah, you've not had so a chance fa- to think about no, it. No, I haven't. I remember going out networking and like handing my new business cards out with my new logo on. I, but you know, when I when I went out full time, I got a friend of mine, Carl Shaw from Silver Birch Creative, um, to to re I suppose redesign me. Yeah, and come up with my kind of MA icon. Yeah. I remember seeing that and feeling it on the business cards and then relaunching my website thinking, yeah, this feels good. This feels real now. Yeah. I've got a decent brand behind me. Yeah. And um, I remember just going out there and I just kept, I'd organically picked work up. Yeah. Um, because people knew I was doing it full time. Yeah. So there was then not scared of asking. I was yeah. like, well, he's doing it full time now, so let's give him a shot. And I think when, when I had the first couple of good gigs in, I then... Um, I then started to build it. It started building up quite quickly then. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember the first day. Can you remember your first client and how they came about? No. No, I can't. Unless I look back. Yeah. There's been a lot since. There's been a lot since. <laughs> I can't. I remember constantly farming for work from Derby County because I had that that great feeling still from the testimonial. Mm. I wanted to work with them. Yeah. So I did a lot of free shoots for Derby County in the first okay. in the first six months to a year to show them what I could do. Yeah. And has that paid dividends That's for you? That's paid dividends yeah. massively. Um, you know, we work with the club a lot now. 
there was a client that I always wanted to get because it's someone I love to work with. Yeah. Because I'm so passionate about football club. It's something I love. Someone said to me, if you can photograph what, what you love, it doesn't feel like, you know, it won't feel like work. Yeah. And that's very true. You know, when I photograph a game on match day and you've got the crowd sat behind you cheering and you're on pitch side. Yeah. It's wicked. Yeah. It's so, Hair so standing good. on end for you. Yeah, yeah. You're down the tunnel and you're part of the behind the scenes. It's fantastic. Yeah. So we did a lot, of, you know, we did a lot of free stuff at the beginning with them to get in there, you know. I'm not saying you have to go out there and do loads of free stuff to get business. That's yeah. not how it works. But in some instances when you've got a lot of people fighting to do that work, yeah. you know, there'll be a lot of people everywhere who would love to go and photograph for a foot for their own football Most club. Most definitely. A lot of people in Derby who would love to shoot for their club. So I had to just show them this is what I can do. Yeah. You know, here it is. And um, that, that worked. And, you know, we work with them in a big way now. So, you know, I think they were a first big client. And then when you start, when you start to, when people start to see that type of client on your books, yeah, people then naturally follow. Yeah. He's working with them and doing a good job for them. Yeah. Then he's good enough for us. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they see the results like, wow. And then you get a testimonial here and then they're passing a word of mouth onto there. And I think that's what's happened. Because people say, how do you get your business? Yeah. And I always say, I don't, I don't bloody know. <laughs> it just... There's emails every day, yeah, and there's a phone call every day, yeah, some sort of work or opportunity, yeah, without heavily marketing the business, yeah, you know we don't do heavy marketing, but I suppose every every project that you complete is marketing, it is for the business really, isn't it? Yeah, so that... it, we're we're lucky, we we've got it easy in marketing really because we have such great content we yeah. can share, yeah, um, that's usually photos and videos if our client allows us, um. And once that's shared, yeah. we then pick up another client off the back of that. Yeah. So we've all, and that's been the hardest thing in developing our new website. You know, is what do we put on there? Yeah. There's that much good stuff. Yeah. What, what do you, where do you start? Yeah. And that's why still websites still not live, you know, because we're still struggling on what to put on there. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, we're constantly putting out there content. I think that's how it organically comes in, really. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about your first day, and obviously it has. And, 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 and I know because we've had conversations many of over the, the last couple of years. It's been a whirlwind since then. But can you remember leading up to that first day? Had you been a hundred percent frame of mind? Yeah, I'm doing this. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to be self-employed. Or can you remember having any prangs of doubt or any times where you thought, "Oh my goodness, this isn't going to work." Um. I remember in my last job, the last job I had when you know I was working in a relocations business, which I really enjoyed. But I remember having a conversation with the owner of that business, and I wasn't happy at the time. Yeah, I wasn't happy myself. I don't know if that's because of the job I was doing. Um, I just wasn't enjoying it, and they picked that up. They were a lovely couple to work for when I worked for Carl and Lisa. They were, you know, they were they were like another family. Yeah, and they knew I wasn't happy. Yeah, I was like, Mark, you're not yourself. Yeah, you're coming in with your head down you seem almost depressed you know what, what's up with you and I said I don't know just don't know and they said well it's, you know it's, it either needs to change or you need to kind of go and do your own thing because we know you love photography because I was shooting for the apartments and stuff at the time and uh, so that's what that's kind of what it's kind of what happened it was almost a kind of well I've got to I've got to change it I've got to change it up um, and I left there on good terms, you know. We, we, we you know, we, we left in, on good terms, and I almost had to make it work to yeah. kind of one make myself happy again, yeah. And two, I had to, 
Yeah. I had no other job to go in. I, I don't know, at that point, I didn't really want to go and work for anyone else. I just thought, I, I, don't, I just want to go and photograph. Yeah. I had that feeling of, from the testimonial. I just thought, I've just got to go with it. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't pushed, really. It was more, I wasn't happy. Yeah. So I thought, well, will this make me happy? Yeah. Um, because it did before doing it part-time. Yeah. So why wouldn't it do it full-time? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, you do have the moments sometimes where you're like, you, you, you doubt or you think, it's getting too much. And I'm not going to lie, you know, the last year, sometimes you have them weeks where you think, this is getting too much. This is like, this is an animal now. And you have them weeks where you're like, you will have them doubts. You think, I don't know if I'm built for this. Yeah. I don't know if I'm geared for this. How do you overcome those moments? Um, or how do you deal with them? I just think you've got to, you've got to look, look after yourself, um, which I'm not great at, to be honest with you. You know, Jenny will probably... Vouch, vouch for this you know I literally um, work 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 and you know, it's only like the weekend just gone I'll take time out and go away for the weekend yeah where I can just recharge yeah and back on again and I think um, sometimes I think when you first start out you think you've just got to go 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 all the time I think if you t- think you're going to take a day off you think the business is going to fall away and yeah. go or if you take a week off or even just take a day out I mean like you know even if you just think you know what I'm knackered today my head's not in it. I'm just going to take a day off. Back in the day, I probably wouldn't have done that, but now I would. The business is not going to go. Yeah. I think you always got that worry of, oh, what if the business doesn't, you know, what what, what, if, what if we lose business by having a day off? Yeah. Or uh, if we have a week off and people, someone rings to book in yeah. and you're not there. Yeah. You've got to get them worries out of your head. People won't just switch off. Yeah. They'll always want you. They'll always need you. I think you've got, uh, for me now in the next two years, I've got to start looking after myself a lot more. Okay. Uh, that's mentally and physically because it does have a, it does take a toll. Yeah. Um. You know, and people who know who know me know I've probably been quieter, not been to as many events. Yeah. Not been out there as much. Not, and and people sometimes think that you're being ignorant. You're not. You're just concentrating on keeping your eyes on the prize. Yeah. And sometimes when you're building something, you know, in the business like ours is now where it's growing rapidly. Yeah. You can't take your foot off the gas, mm. but at some point you have got to. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you, you can. Uh, it can lead you in a in a dark place. So you've got to be careful. Yeah, be careful. that's that's an interesting point. So, for for example, let's say somebody who's in a similar position, a business owner that's growing their business, maybe their friends and peers aren't in the same situation. You know, they go out every weekend. Mm-hmm. You're not able to do that anymore because you know, especially at the beginning stages, yeah. every spare hour you're putting into the business, your friends are coming back to you saying, "What's up? Why aren't you coming out? You're yeah. boring, etc." Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that? Um, I think you do. You you you'll find out who your friends are. I think. Um, I I've got I have big friend friendship circles. Yeah. Which I still have now, but. You know, and it was getting to the point where every weekend there was, you know, we're going to get together, we're going to do something. Or, Mark, you know, are you coming to an an away game? You know, go with a lot of friends there. And uh, I couldn't do it because I was working. Yeah. And because I was probably saying it quite frequently, it almost probably um, sounded like I was just making an excuse not to go. I wasn't. I was actually, and still am actually working my arse off. So I think people do will understand. I think you've got to, you know, I think when, hopefully when they see you in the future and it's, it's worked yeah, and you're doing well, 
then they'll understand you know that you have to put that time in you have to put that craft in yeah um and you will lose friends uh, you know pe- there will be people who won't stand for that and who will be like no you know no we've asked you four times now if you're going to meet up yeah and you can't and you know you lose a lot of friends and that's a hard bit you know you you it can become a lonely a lonely place because you're you're constantly on the work game all the time, yeah. And you're not giving yourself enough personal time, yeah. So I think you've got to be got to be careful of that, yeah. You know? And I'm only just now starting to pick up, pick back up with with old mates and stuff, yeah. But I haven't got many friends, you know. And I think a lot of people in business will probably relate to this. You don't, you don't have many mates. Yeah. You see a lot of people who are like social, uh, what do they call them. I don't know. So you know, they're just always social. They're doing social something. animals, yeah. Sort of stuff, yeah. Doing something every day, every evening, every weekend. Yeah, they're going here, there, everywhere, and you're not. And you're thinking, well, I'm working my ass off, and I'm not getting to do stuff like that. Yeah. But I think sometimes you do. You do have to part that side of your life. Yeah. To do what you need to do. Yeah. So eventually, hopefully, you get to a stage where it's just flying itself. Yeah. And you can take time off and start to enjoy. Yeah. And I think people who are true friends will then pick back up with you yeah and people who don't were obviously not meant to be yeah. your friends yeah um and that sounds quite harsh hearing myself say that but that's reality yeah um you know it, it, life's very short yeah life's very short yeah um which i you know i find out in recent months you know in having a mini stroke and all that you think god you know life could snap you as quick as it as quick as you're born yeah so you've just got to go got to go with that flow yeah and uh, I think it's very you know you, for, that's a difficult side you have got to juggle having friends and having a personal life but it does go by the waist yeah if you're not careful and yeah. I'm only just starting to pick that back up now yeah um, so you know and so yeah if people who are listening who, who are friends it's not a you know it, <laughs> it's nothing personal it's nothing personal <laughs> it's just You've got to keep your head down. Yeah. But that's what got you to where you are now. And again, I think that's something that doesn't really get talked about is the sacrifices that you have to make to be successful. You're not going to get there working nine till five, seeing your mates every evening, Mm -hmm. spending all weekend away, not thinking about work. You've got to put in the graph because if you don't, you know, I think there's a, sometimes there is, you know, to an equal degree, you get how much you're prepared to sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't think we see that very often. You know, a lot is preached about, you know, don't work too hard. You can get there nine to five, five days a week. But I've never met, you know, in in all of the contexts that we know of business owners, I don't know anybody that that sticks by that. So you've got got to put that graft in. I've got a vision. So my vision is, you know, I'm putting this graft in now to grow something, you know, and Ash, my business partner, is exactly the same uh, thinking. Is that we were putting this graft in now to yeah. grow it to a stage where people are running it for us. Yeah. Or in five years' time, it's worth millions and millions of pounds and we'll just sell it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? And Why then not? And then we can enjoy our life. You yeah. Know? It's just, it, it's one of the things you have got to keep your eye on the prize. And I think, you know, our goal at the minute is to grow, you know, as where we currently are, Avid Media, into a company that's got the right morals, but run by the right people yeah. on the same cloth as us yeah you know it's a it's a people's business yeah. where we win a lot of our businesses because we're good with caring for what we do and caring for the people who we work for yeah and we deliver what we say yeah and that, and that's definitely clear you know from the people that i've met 
um, and seeing the work from the business. Everybody here has got a passion. Yeah. They're not just coming here to turn up to work no. and get a paycheck. You know, they they love yeah. what they do. They love what they do. Yeah. Um, and that's what we want to build it to. So eventually, we can take a step back. That's what we want. You know, Ash, I'm 34 now. Ash is 44. It'll kill me for saying that. <laughs> well, you know, in six years' time, he's going to be 50. Wow. You don't. You know, you won't think that looking at him. No, you don't look at Ash. 30. <laughs> um, so. You know, when he's fifty, I want to. I'm looking out for him now. I almost have to look out for him as a brother and a business partner. You know, I want to say to him at fifty, mate, take take that time out now. Yeah. You know, bugger off for two weeks. We got you. You know, so um, that's what we need to be. Yeah. You have to put the graft in to get to that stage. And so, how do you manage that balance now? Obviously, you've got a young family, you've got a partner, you've got a thriving business. Is there such a thing as balance? No, and... there's, there's not. <laughs> I don't think there is. Um, you know, Jenny will totally agree with this is that I don't spend enough time at home yeah I don't spend enough time with the kids and at weekends I can still be kind of switched on yeah to um to doing things yeah so I get I will get frustrated at the weekend if if the family just wants to do nothing all day yeah I can't sit there and do nothing yeah. I almost think I've got like ADHD I have to be doing something yeah I can't just on a Saturday, I can't have a line. Yeah. Unless I'm absolutely t- exhausted and tired or I've been out and out before, which is a rarity now. You know, I have a line. But apart from that, it's, uh, no, there's no balance. I think you just have to, you, you have to try at it. And it does put your family and friendships and relationships under strain. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, it does. Um, but, you know, you've just got to keep working at that and keep your eye on the, yeah, you know, on the end and, and results. So yeah, I'm I'm trying harder at that. I'm trying to find hobbies that you know that will include all of us, or you know like if on a weekend, you know my thing on Saturday morning is to wash the cars. Yeah, I love doing that. People think I'm maniac going out there half <laughs> seven in the morning using the jet wash. Probably hate me on my post, but <laughs> I I love washing my car. That's like a thing I love doing. But I have to be doing something. Yeah, so. When I went ho- if, if when we take a holiday, you know, we went to Lanzarote last year. Mm. Probably took me three days to, and we was only away for seven days. Took me three of them days at the beginning to fully like just switch off. Yeah. Not checking my phone. Yeah. Eventually leaving my phone in the apartment. Yeah. And spending some time with the kids. Yeah. On Sunday, just just gone. I went to Wales and I barely went to my phone and it was bloody fantastic. Mm. Still use my camera. You see, that's a hard thing because I love taking pictures of the kids, but then I've not been taking pictures of the family and kids because I'm getting that busy in the week. I'm sick of taking pictures. <laughs> so, you know, I, it, on, on Sunday, it was just seeing their faces yeah. light up and just staying in a hotel yeah. and going on the beach. And I said to Jenny that day, I said, we've got to do more of this. Yeah. This is good for me. Yeah. And this, you know, this is good for us. Yeah. And we need to do more of that. And I think you do tend to put a lot of that aside yeah. when you're going to business you don't do it intentionally yeah. it's because you're just wrapped up in your own little world yeah. um, as we all are as entrepreneurs we're just thinking what am I doing today yeah. what am I doing tomorrow what am I doing next week yeah. well you're not considering other people yeah. so well, you've, got to, you've got to be better at that and I'm trying to be better at that yeah. um, so it's it's a tough juggling yeah. juggling that but it's it's getting there yeah. um, you just got to you know you just got to um be mindful all the time yeah of, of what of what you're doing and, and how much time you're splitting between things yeah and ultimately you know the family hopefully will be able to enjoy the fruits of the yeah. labor as well you know yeah. you're able to exactly. go away for the weekend and yeah. stuff which you might not be in a position to do if you weren't exactly yeah, like I said, 
I'm 34 now. If I can retire at 45, yeah. 50, yeah. great. Uh, if George and Olivia have got a, business, a really successful business they can be part of when yeah. they leave school exactly. or college or uni, yeah, fantastic. If um, you know they never go without anything, you yeah, know, we're working hard and then you know we we want to move house, we want to live in in a nice place, yeah, we want nice things in life, and I think sometimes you have to you have to sacrifice a lot of things to yeah. get them. Yes, yeah. doesn't just you know you see all these. Um, network marketing companies and uh, you know they do these seminars like you know you could be driving a Range Rover like me yeah um, selling this product yeah. it doesn't work like that there's no shortcuts you know what they don't tell them people is that they've been doing that network marketing business probably for 20 years and yeah. that's why they've got the Range Rover part time yeah. side yeah it doesn't happen in a week but they're selling it that it happens in a week and yeah. once a year it doesn't yeah um, so you know people people just got to understand that that it it's a slow burner unless yeah. you've got some wicked idea that sells for millions of pounds after a year then yeah yeah which sometimes that happens you know yeah but even then you only hear about it when it happens you don't hear yeah. about the 10 years that they've put in to get to that point do you, you just yeah, hear exactly. that it's sold for billions and overnight success when actually they've been working 48 hours a day yeah, for the last exactly. 20 years to get to that point so. exactly exactly and um i think you know that's what that's what you've got to you've got to um installing people that's the message i certainly want to get across on something like this is that you know you don't it doesn't just happen overnight and when yeah. you read these books and hear these and they're fantastic some of them you know like you hear this some of these speakers they are great yeah but i would only listen to the ones that have been there done that yeah you know if you've not owned a business um lost a business sold it or been successful or unsuccessful with business i don't think they should be speaking at them events yeah i'll certainly take it with a pinch of salt exactly yeah i think if you've only if you've been there done that and worn worn the 10 t-shirts that you have to wear in the business yeah then that's when i think you can only um, relate to yeah um, so it doesn't just happen overnight like unless you've got like say unless you've got some crazy idea that 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 works yeah that's gonna cure an illness or something yeah and yeah, you might you know you might make might make millions in, in a year, but it's um yeah it's a tough tough long haul. Yeah, you're not in it. It's not short term. Yeah. All right. So from you being an independent photographer to the animal that is now Avid Media, mm-hmm. how did that come about? Yeah. So um, I've known Ash, my business partner, now for going on for ten years. Okay. So it's quite funny, really. I met Ash at the Derby Conference Centre. So when I was working at the Derby Conference Centre, the marketing team got Ash in to do the pictures of the bedrooms and the conference rooms. And I was I was interested in photography then and doing a few bits and bobs on the side. So I was almost kind of asked when he came, used to come in, I was asking him questions of, oh, how do you do that, how do you do that? And we got on really well. And then um, as my hobby developed, I always used his studio as a studio space and we kept in touch. and kept in touch as friends really you know and um it came you know we, we ash has always done a lot of video and photography um and we kept kept in touch and kept using the studio and then i was in iron gate for a year when i first started up having photography and it just wasn't fitting right it was up loads of steps yeah it was a great location because i was top floor on iron gate and yeah it was, it was great Smack um, bang in the middle of the city centre. Yeah. Good address. I think I needed that for the first year so people knew I had an office and I wasn't just playing at it. Yeah. I had a studio, had an address, it's in Derby. And then um, it just kind of, I didn't outgrow it or anything like that, just the space wasn't working. 
So um, I approached Ash and said, look, you know, can I um, take an office space at the studio? He said, yeah, yeah, I've got this space down here. Um, jump in. So I jumped in in November 2017. Yeah. And um, we organically started to then work together. So I'd have a project that come in and, and they'd, they'd mention, oh, do you do video as well? And I'd be like, actually, I don't, but I work at a studio with a guy who does video. Yeah. And vice versa for him, he was getting, even though Ash does photography, he was getting photography gigs and that probably more suited me. Yeah. And um, would pass me work and we kept passing each other work, left, right, centre. Yeah. And that kept growing and growing and growing to a point where we said, why don't we just, you know, why don't we play at joining up in a new brand and having a media business yeah and just see how it goes yeah so we didn't fully commit at the start the first couple of months we still kept hold of our own respective respective businesses yeah but it just like literally as soon as we launched it it went bang people were like well what's this I yeah it was cool because we were combining our two sets of content it really worked yeah so after two months we just said right okay let's just do it then let's just put all our eggs in um, and just fully commit to Avid Media. So any jobs we get in, goes through Avid. Yeah. From Ash's side, from my side, we we had equal equal amount of clients. Yeah. Ash's got a lot of contacts in London. I had a lot of contacts here. The the automotive stuff kept growing and growing. Yeah. So we need more people, and we just went for it. Not an easy decision. Yeah. Because you know when you work for yourself, you work for yourself. Yeah. Not anyone else. Yeah. So when you decide you want to do something, you just go and do it. Yeah working in a partnership you don't and before I did it you know I had a lot of people a lot of people saying oh why are you doing that I wouldn't do that you know I wouldn't because I, I, you know I wouldn't turn I wouldn't get into better than anyone else in business no I wouldn't do that yeah and that not not anything you know malicious or anything there's a lot of people wasn't saying great things about what I was doing yeah and they're saying you know it's a bit risky yeah it doesn't work out but I think if you're both hard working and fully committed which Ash is probably more than me you know that guy works seven days a week yeah um, and have that trust it's a big trust element yeah you know you're putting your phone book in someone else's hands yeah and they're putting their phone book in your hands yeah and they're dealing with your clients who you've nurtured and grown over many years yeah and expecting them to look after them as well as what you do yeah it is a big risk but I think if you're in with the right person then it works and that's what's happened it has worked yeah um, it's a big trust thing yeah you know uh, nothing hidden we're very open with each other at the start of our business relationship it probably wasn't yeah you know he'd do things to annoy me and I wouldn't say anything I'd do things to annoy him and he wouldn't say anything yeah where now ever since we've been coming to the kind of um, you know, the, your sessions with the group group sessions yeah um, one of the points was, you know, we need to talk more. Yeah. And we do. You know, if he's pissing me off one day, yeah. I'll tell him. Yeah. I'll say, mate, what the hell is wrong with you today? Yeah. Go home. I'll finish early. Yeah. Go and chill out. Go and grab a coffee. And we're very, I think you have to have a very, be very open with each other. Yeah. Nothing can be hidden. Yeah. Um, and that's in business, in terms of finances, what we're spending, what we're doing, how much, you know, because that's, that was difficult, you know, how much we're going to pay ourselves, you know, yeah. what we're we doing, who's having what. Yeah. Who's buying what? Yeah. So you have to. It's hard. Yeah. But, you know, Bill Gates didn't build Microsoft on his own. No. You know, so you, you know, two heads are better than one. Okay. Um, and that's that. That's coming straight from the horse's mouth. It, it's it's been. We wouldn't have Avid Media. Yeah. As big as what it is now. Yeah. 
just by me running it. Yeah. I couldn't do it on my own. Yeah. You've got someone else there to rely on. Yeah. But I think if you are considering a business partnership, you've got to really understand and know that person. Yeah. One is that you can work with them. Yeah. Not, and yeah, you, you're going to piss each other off sometimes. Yeah. We all do. We, you know, we, we just piss each other off generally sometimes, you know. You do. Um, then some days you just literally hit it and you're like, yeah, this is why we work together. And that's what we do. We're on set together. We literally bounce off each other. Yeah. We're very good at working together. Um, but we're, uh, you know, we've both got the same goals. Yeah. So I think you've got to, if you are about to consider going into partnership with someone, you've got to have one who's going to put the same amount of work in as you. Yeah. Same work ethic. Yeah. Got the same goals. And you've got to be honest and open with each other. Yeah. And trust each other 110%. Yeah. Uh, which me and Ash do. And that's how, we, that's how we've grown out of it. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it's um, not an easy journey. Um, you know, business isn't. But you've, you know, you've got to have that trust. Yeah. You've got to have that full trust. Do you think it's important that you both bring a similar amount to the table as well? Obviously, you'd said that you both brought your own sort of same levels of contact, experience, etc. Do you yeah. think that's also what's helped to sort of solidify the relationship from day one? Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, I organically probably probably bring more work into the business. But yeah. It just comes in organically just from the phone book. Yeah. Um, and that never bothers me because we're able to now service that um, need where before I was turning work away. Yeah. So that was another reason why I went into partnership because I was turning work away yeah. because I was too busy. So, um, you know, I think it, you are going to always get one, maybe one other person that will bring more business in. Yeah. And it, we never compete with that or anything like that. Yeah. Um, we always push each other along. Yeah. I think as long as you've got the work coming in and everyone's busy. Yeah. Who cares? Doesn't matter where it comes from. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, as long as the figures are stacking and you you're feeding everyone's mouths every month. Yeah. That's what, that, that's what counts amazing right so we've just got to the hour mark I was my original plan was to keep it to an hour but this has seriously been an amazing 60 minutes so far so yeah. there's, a, there's a few more questions I just want to get through so yeah. I sort of we'll just fire them out and yeah, see yeah. how we go yeah. um, so proudest achievement so far business wise uh, I would there's, there's probably two really but I mean my, one is kind of um, getting Derby County as, a, as an official yeah um, client and doing the you know, sponsorship there, seeing our logo in lights on the match day, I love that. Yeah. You know, when I drive past Proport Stadium and see the logo on the side of the stadium, yeah. that's a big wow moment for me. Even though I never bloody see it every time I drive past, but everyone else sees it, <laughs> so it, it must be working. But then two is how we've grown our automotive arm of the business, because I'm, I'm big into cars and big into automotive. Um, Listers has really grown with us, so I'll probably say Listers and Derby County are two big business achievements for us, and just gaining them clients, two massive clients. And um, we're working with them really well, and they love what we do. Yeah. And so I hope that continues to grow. Yeah. So that's a really, yeah, that's a really two two big ones for me. Okay. Let's let's say we're going back in time again. You could go back to twenty year old, twenty one year old Mark. Yeah. You can give him one piece of advice. What would you say to him? Uh, don't let other people put you down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I was bullied at school. So I suppose when I started, my turning point was starting college and then I met a lot of good friends at college. Yeah. So at school, I was literally always on my own. So my piece of advice to that 21-year-old who was probably at college, at, I don't know what to be at college, I'd have been in, in work, would be to, you know, if someone criticises you or puts you down, 
Yeah. As long as it's constructive, then yeah, listen to it, take it, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. But if it's kind of non-relevant, just just swipe it off the table. Yeah. Uh, before I take everything to heart. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, uh, I think that's probably from school bullying. You take everything to heart. So now I'm like, no, if you don't, if you don't like it, then that's fine. Yeah. That's your opinion. Yeah. You know. Um. It's, um, but, you know, so that's probably I don't know that's probably probably my advice yeah don't just go it's it's don't take things to heart yeah um, if you feel you want to go and get something just go and get it yeah um, I wish I probably had someone in business at the time when I was 21 telling me those things yeah because I was about to learn them things myself yeah but I suppose you do really yeah that's part of growing up isn't it yeah you learn these things on the go yeah most definitely. Okay, so we've talked about your proudest achievement, well, the, the two of them, uh, Derby County and the Listers. What would you, if there has been one, what was your, what's been your biggest disappointment so far? Is there anything that you've tried that didn't work out the way you wanted it to? Was there a, um, any examples of that? I think, I don't know really. Um, maybe I should have, when I first started out of the business, maybe I should have seeked joining someone at that time at the start mm. really okay. rather than go out on my own straight away yeah but then i suppose in looking and looking at it in another way i've learned a lot of things yeah. doing that and you learn how to just stand on your own two feet yeah it's the biggest disappointment really. i suppose you, i don't know i i've got to get back out there in um i suppose socially again yeah um so i'd say you know, not to switch off people so quickly. Yeah. Um. So it's probably less business, more personal. Yeah. You know, and um, in making sure that I'm not kind of hurting other people in okay. terms of like saying, oh, you know, bye, I'm just cracking on with work. I think I've got to maybe think of other people's feelings a bit more than okay than your own. Okay. Um. All the time, which is what I suppose what you do when you're in a business, you just you are thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. That day and yeah. not other people. Yeah. Um. That's kind of I suppose a bit bit of a self-advice really yeah okay <laughs> okay and so from your, your 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 vast experience in business so far as a business owner we've talked about a few already throughout the interview but what would you say is the biggest misconception that people who aren't in that position yet have about being your own boss i think people think that it's just easy yeah i don't know you automatically think and i suppose you i would have thought this when i was employed yeah you see people who are their own boss, you think, God, they've got it good. Yeah. They run their own business. Yeah. They can do what they want. Yeah. When they want. Yeah. And it's not like that. You're actually more trapped. Yeah. So you think if you think when you're employed at the minute, you're trapped. So from nine to five, yeah. You're trapped, aren't you? You're not leaving the office. Yeah. You can't just bugger off for two hours, go shopping, come back, and then uh, you know, nothing will be said. Yeah. You know, that's not what's expected when you go into work. Um, so you do, you've got to, you've got to get in your head that when you, when you run your own business, you, it's not all, it's not all kind of, um, roses. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it comes with its downfalls and it comes with, you are, you are trapped in, I suppose, in terms of you, you're, you're running, you're steering all yeah. the time. Yeah. You can't take your hands off that steering wheel. Yeah. People are relying on you People to feed the families, get Ex paid, exactly. live their own life. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you've got to, you've got to, you've got to really consider that that you know you, once you're in it, you're in it. Yeah. And if you're not in it wholeheartedly, don't bother. 
Yeah. Don't bother. So it's, I, th- I suppose my advice really is, or I suppose, yeah, when people see people run their own business, it does look, I mean, and social media will have an effect on that. Yeah. You know, when people look at maybe social media and even on ours, I suppose, and they see us working with all these fantastic clients. And yeah. We do. We have some wicked clients. We create some cool content. And when we're doing the job, it's, it is fun. It's brilliant. But what, you know, and that looks fantastic and it's amazing. Then that's what you do do it for. But what they don't see is like you know coming into opening your laptop at six in the morning, uh, firefighting your emails every day because when you're on set shooting, yeah, people are still calling you. Yeah, people are still emailing you. Yeah. people are still asking questions. People are still invoicing you. Yeah. You're still invoicing them. You're still chasing payment. Yeah. They're still chasing you. Yeah. So what they don't see is all them cogs turning in the background yeah. whilst you're doing the job. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that it's not a nine-to-five. Yeah. If you're a nine-to-five person yeah. and you want to work Monday to Friday, don't be your own boss. Yeah. Um, if, you're a bit, if you're a grafter and you don't mind putting in a weekend shift yeah. or coming in early in the morning, staying late at night and just doing it, then, yeah, it's built for you. But you've got to do what you love. Yeah. Don't do something that you think, oh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. You've got to do something you enjoy. Don't just do it for the money. Don't just do it for the money. Okay. I take photos for a living, you know. People look at that and think, you've got the easiest job in the world. And it is a wicked job. It's not It's not an easy job. Yeah. You know, we have briefs to meet. We have deadlines to meet. High expectations. High expectations. Yeah. So um, you've got to, yeah, you. if you're a nine-to-five person, yeah. then don't bother. Okay. Good advice, great advice. Right, so with with Avid Media, you've got some. You've already talked about some wicked clients. I know from conversations that we've had, you've worked with Pearl and Dean, Tottenham Hotspur, Derby County, Listers Motor Group. Yeah. What's What's the future for Avid? Um, we we're growing. We are growing at a, a rapid pace at the moment. So, my goal really is to is to grow. You know, Avid Media into a 10, 15 strong team. Yeah. People would use how many have you got right now? So we're up to six at the moment. Okay. Um, and I think you know what a lot of businesses do is they grow too quickly. Okay. Um, and that's when the wheels can fall off. Because yeah. You lose that. You then lose the face of the business. You yeah. then lose um, how you deal with clients. Yeah. So we're going to grow it slowly. Okay. Over the next two years. Yeah. Um, and that's interesting. That that's a a conscious decision. Yeah. So that you do maintain that. That brand that, that you built, service. yeah, yeah. So we've just taken on a new guy in shooting the cars. You know what a lot of businesses would do; they'd take him on and throw him straight in. Yeah. But what I do is I'll take him on, I stay with him for two, three weeks. Yeah. And until he his photos look the same as mine, yeah. of how a car is shot, yeah. Then that's when I'll leave him to it. Yeah. So it's a slow process with us. Yeah. Because what we do is so, um, you know, good. Yeah. We can't we can't let that. You know, be affected. Yeah. So yeah, the, the the plan is really to grow it slowly, um, and to be you know we're a we're a media business in Derby that offers photography and videography, um, but we offer it all over the world. I want to start travelling more. Okay. So we want more clients. You know, um, two big goals of mine is to work with another Premier League club, um, and a big I suppose a big thing for me I would love to shoot for a Formula One team. Okay. So that's in the back of my mind to get in with a Formula One team and do a season with a Formula One team. Amazing. Um, 
and then uh, Ash has similar kind of goals. You know, he loves to work in fashion and stuff. We already work with some big fashion names. He wants to grow that side of the business more. Yeah, we've taken on Josh now, who's a national automotive manager. He wants to help us grow the car automotive side more. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's growing. Yeah. But and it's growing. It, it it's growing uncomfortably at the minute for me. Yeah. Which is how I want it to be. Yeah. Because I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. If I was comfortable, we're not going fast enough. Yeah. So um, I think I think you know we grow at a nice pace. Yeah. To make sure we don't lose how we deal with people. Yeah. Amazing. But you've got some big lofty goals out there that you want to yeah. be working towards. Definitely. Amazing. Definitely. And do you think that helps keep you motivated when the times do get tough? The fact that you've got these clients that you want to work with does that give you the motivation to keep yeah pushing through definitely yeah definitely i do other things as well i'll go to um i'll, I'll like have a walk around melbourne melbourne's a place where i want to live yeah so that's a goal for me yeah i don't have a, a people have these mood board and not mood board dream board yeah i keep mine up in my head or i actually go and see what i want yeah um so you know i i'll walk and we go around melbourne quite a lot and we go in their local quite a lot we almost kind of like to feel like a local in Melbourne because yeah. that's where I want to live. Yeah. That's where I want to to kind of retire. Yeah. That's where I would like to be. So I think, you know, you've got to keep your eyes on that on that all the time. Yeah. Um, Get out there and smell the leather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. You know, like you know, we shoot with Land Rover now. Ash and I were sat in an, an SVR the other day, a hundred and fifty thousand pound SVR. Nice. And I said to him, you know, this is, you know, two years time, mate, this is what we want to be driving. Yeah. And you are smelling the leather, you're yeah. literally smelling how that car is and hearing the sound of it. Yeah. Thinking, that's, that's how, that's how, that's where we want to be. Yeah. So for anybody out there that wants a bit of extra motivation, get yourself out to those Land Rover dealerships, yeah, Ferraris, <laughs> get yourself a test yeah. drive and... Be amongst it. Yeah. You see a lot of people who will say, oh, I'd love to have that. Oh, I can only dream of having that. Yeah. I don't dream about having it. Yeah. Just just set your eyes on it yeah. and go for it. Okay, amazing. And finally then, my last question for you, Mark, because this has been a, an amazing interview. Um, there's been so many lessons and golden nuggets in here and I, I'm sure that everybody's going to really have enjoyed it so far. For any listeners that want to get more of a flavour for what Avid Media does, where can we follow you online? Yeah, so um, Avid Media, we're going to have a new website launched, <laughs> hopefully, in July, which is uh, uh, and that's AV AVIT IT Media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're on Facebook, Avid yeah. Media, uh, Instagram, Avid Media Official, yeah. and Twitter, at Derby Photos. Um, and then we also have an Avid Media Automotive account on Instagram now as well. Uh, Instagram, we're always on there. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn, we're always on there. Social media is a big thing for us. So yeah, give us a follow, give us a like. Yeah. And um, you'll be able to see what kind of stuff we churn out. And we're really fun, friendly, yeah, down to earth team to work with, and I think that's why we we do we're doing as well as we're doing now. Amazing, and all of those links will be in the show notes for everybody as well. So if you want to follow them, I'd highly recommend it. They've got some great stuff, particularly on the Instagram account. Again, BenjaminBrain.co.uk, and check out the show notes. It'll be worth your while. Right, well, that brings it to an end, Mark. Um, you know, we've been chatting now for an hour and a quarter, but it doesn't feel like that. It has truly been. An amazing interview. I hope everybody out there has got some real good lessons and insights, particularly for those who are in the the starting period of starting a business or are thinking about doing it. I hope there's a there's a few home truths in there that I think are rarely talked about. So, well, thank you for your honesty. Thank you for being so um, open, and um, thanks for your time. It's been a pleasure. So. 
So there we have it, the first recorded interview for The Truth About Business. And once again, I'd just like to thank Mark for taking the time to share his experience with us. It is much appreciated. And I really hope you enjoyed listening to Mark's journey and his sage business advice. But if you've got any feedback, good or bad, I'd love to hear it. Just ping me an email to hello at benjaminbrain.co.uk or you can shoot me a message through any of my social media accounts. All of the links can be found at benjaminbrain.co.uk. And don't forget to follow me whilst you're there on LinkedIn or Facebook to get notified of the latest episode. In fact, I already have our next guest lined up and the next show is going to be another big interview with another real-life business champion who's been featured in no less than Forbes magazine and is a regular guest to Downing Street. So to make sure that you don't miss out on that one, head over to my website at benjaminbrain.co.uk and hit subscribe so I can send you a notification as soon as the latest episode is released. And finally, if you know of any business champions that would make great guests on the show, please send me their details. That would be a huge help. And if you think you'd make a great guest yourself, don't be shy. Let me know. I'm always on the lookout. That email address again is hello at benjaminbrain.co.uk and let's see what we can do. So for now, stay hungry, stay focused and get out there and make it happen. And here's to your business success. 